Carter. I'm Eloa. And I'm Erin. And if you don't know three black bitches who love true crime, you do now. This is the I Ain't a Killer podcast. Welcome back. Wait, we're recording. Yeah. Okay. Welcome back, y'all. Welcome back. Another week for (laughs) y'all. Like 20 minutes past the last episode for us. Break the fourth wall a little bit. (laughs) Um, We don't have any new announcements, I guess. Besides, um, like we said last week, we'll have one more episode after this, and then we're going to go on a break until the new year. Just so y'all... Y'all know what we're up to. See you next year. I hate when people start doing that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna see you for another year. Yeah, it's like tomorrow. All right, okay, girl. We're gonna eat a little mac and cheese. We're gonna drink a little sparkling grape juice. Some black eyed peas. Y'all do that? I, I don't. I mean, my granny do, but I don't like black eyed peas. Okay, Ooh, that's fine. Black eyed peas, collards, and cornbread. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One thing about me, I'm gonna fail the black test every time. <laughs> don't let this accent fool you, girl. Like. <laughs> I don't like black eyed peas. I don't like watermelon. Oh, wow. Like you don't like. Watermelon. Yeah, I salt. like that. Mm-hmm. I've heard that that makes it like sweeter. Like it makes the the flavor of it come out more. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. Now I'll accommodate for my friends. Like I'll learn how to cook some stuff that I know I'm not gonna eat. Like I also don't like yams because it's giving baby food. You gotta <laughs> <laughs> Our listeners don't know where I live, so hopefully they're not gonna pull up and beat my ass. But but I do. Oh damn. <laughs> But yeah, I'll learn how to, you know, I'll make it, you know, so my friends can have it. But yeah, for New Year's, maybe I'll, uh, maybe I'll do some, something else in collard greens, cornbread and collard greens. Mm. Money and health, maybe. I don't know. We'll have all three. We'll figure it out. Okay. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So current and crime. Right. I mean, unless you have something else to say. (laughs) So shut the shit. (laughs) (laughs) Moving on. Um, okay, yeah, for our current crime, we decided to keep it local this week. So, um, this is one of those things that is it's not funny, but it is funny. I think it's funny. I think it's funny. I think it's funny because I feel like I'm gonna be this parent too. Me, very much. So, the title is a WSB TV2 Atlanta article that was published actually last night. Yeah, last night. Well, last night being November 17th. So, I don't know where you're listening to this, but. It says, woman arrested after threatening to murder everyone inside Coweta County School, police say. I do want to clarify, I will not threaten to murder everybody in the school, but I feel we're like, not here why. That sounds so serious. I feel like she's probably like, I'll, like all y'all could get, like, yeah. you know, yeah. she's probably like, yeah, I'll kill everybody then. Right. right. It oh wasn't God. like, I will murder you. Right. Yeah. <laughs> AK to the school. Right. 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 <laughs> so this happened in Coweta County. A Coweta County Elementary School went into lockdown after police say a woman threatened to kill everyone inside the school school following the incident at the bus stop. According to the police reports, 28-year-old Brittany Arnold was caught on surveillance camera shouting profanities at the monitor on her children's school bus before letting them on board. Later that day, Atkinson Elementary School Assistant Principal Monica Kill and Coweta County Bus Supervisor Fate Simmons made the decision not to allow Arnold's children to ride the bus home that afternoon. When Kill called Arnold to inform her she would need to pick her kids up from school, they were met with more profanity-laced shouting from Arnold, the (laughs) police report states. It goes on to say that Arnold threatened to jump in front of the school bus and let it hit her before hanging up. (laughs) 
girl. I'll shout it the last way. <laughs> She's definitely doing the bubbles, but yeah. it's okay. When the bus arrived at Arnold's home and the kids are not on board, <laughs> this one they should have known they fucked up. She called the school and was informed the children were at school waiting to be picked up. The report states that Arnold told the clerk that if she, quote, had to find a ride to Atkinson, she was going to break all windows on the bus and murder everyone in the school. <laughs> the school. They got the lunch ladies too. <laughs> the school was placed with a cut yellow lockdown. Deputies found Arnold holding a broomstick in front of the bus on Beverly Park Court and was arrested. The school returned to normal. Oh no. <laughs> That's so sad. <laughs> My thing is, y'all know not everybody has access to a car. Right, that's what it's like, giving. Because like, she said she had to look for a ride. Right. If I got to come all the way up there to get them, like, you took them to school, bring them back. The same way you found them. Mm-hmm. And I know she clearly got beef with this bus driver. Something had to have happened, though. Like, mm-hmm. I just feel like she's not that turned for no reason. I need to know the rest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I wonder how old the kids were. Because, like, clearly there was an issue with the kids on the bus. Yeah. Um, that's elementary school so okay so they're young what is that third fourth and fifth grade yeah at best they were 10 so yeah (laughs) yeah so that's probably acting up and then bus driver was like okay I don't know how I'm gonna gonna fix y'all you gonna have to walk home right (laughs) probably trying to talk to the mom and the mom was like I mean just take them little next to school I gotta go to work I never even thought of that scenario yeah, that's <sighs> I just can't imagine how stressful that must be to like, you know, you got all this other stuff going on. Like, the bus driver want to talk to you personally. It's like, it must be stressful to be the bus driver too. All around, I'm sure it was a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but my girl said, where are my kids? <laughs> Man, we called you and told them they could ride the bus home. Nah, y'all playing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they must be on another bus. Everybody right. 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 Y'all got jokes. Bring them niggas home now. No. no. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> and she's 28, too. That's super stressful. That is yeah. my age. Yeah. Yeah, I can't imagine. I can't like, imagine having kids in elementary school right now. Oh, yeah. No. But then, yeah. You but I would feed them when they come home. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, I you hungry? Some <laughs> I wasn't hungry yet, so we just gotta wait. Okay. No, you gotta feed them now. Like, I was just wanting some popcorn for dinner. Like, <laughs> right. You want to I was actually gonna have sleep for dinner. What <laughs> 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 I was going to eat some cereal with no milk. Right. Like, you, know, like, you only got the one box here. It's halfway gone. So. I'm going I feel like I'm gonna be that way. The school, not because of whatever happened, but I feel like I don't have a problem turning up on somebody over my kids. No, yeah. definitely not. <laughs> I mean, it, it it is a bit wild to me that like. They just didn't send the kids home, which I'm sure she made it clear that mm-hmm. she wasn't going to come get them. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. I guess the only other intervention the school could have made would be called like social services or something like that, which would have been awful, which, which probably that probably happened anyway because of her behavior. But right. that would have I would have been pissed off, too. Like, nah, they at the school. I can't come get them. They ride the bus. Bring them home. Mm-hmm. Like. I feel like it goes back to like how unprepared um, these school districts leave these schools because if that's y'all's rule, a school resource officer, I mean, well, let me not say officer because I would rather a cop not be doing that at all. Somebody at the school should be driving those kids home if that's what, yeah. and they should get paid to do that. Like in case yeah. somebody, you know, is left up there or whatever, mm-hmm. or get paid per ride or whatever, because you can't guarantee that somebody's like, what if she hadn't been able to find a ride? What if everybody yeah. was fucked up? She would have had to ride the bus up there if they have that up there. 
and then go get the kids and be back by what time? And, right. and the sun going down at like fucking four thirty now, so right. it's like it's dark. It's just too much. It's yeah. way too fucking much. And y'all are, I don't know, y'all are assuming too much about people's accessibility. So mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, that's fucked up. I'm on her side, but it's time, bitch. <laughs> you can't, you know, you you can't, can't be screaming for us at school. I'm looking at all of y'all. Like, all the kids, too. Bitch, <laughs> <laughs> you're... I'm assuming she's like... No, no, no. Our teacher's like, wait, what? <laughs> wait, what is the quote? Because the little kindergartners in the... <laughs> <laughs> Mama, I'm sick of Bitch. Now you're gonna be beefing with somebody else's parents. It's just too much. This is but this is the part where like the quote had if she she said if she had to fight a ride to Atkinson, then it was gonna go down. Y'all heard it like you know what a black person says. Now if I have to do this, mm-hmm. this is what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Like y'all should have just they gave you the whole conditional. Send your kids home. Right. It's not that serious. Kids is gonna break all the windows on the bus. Kids are literally just kids. I mean, yeah, they be wilding, but like at the end of the day, you're an adult, right? It's not like they're trying to. As long as they're not trying to stab the bus driver, I don't. I mean, it may have been kids. I don't know. It could have been. It could have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kids yeah. be turned. If they cussing and yelling and rapping or whatever, that's what kids be doing on the bus. Yeah. I just recently. I'm just. I'm sorry. I'm actually saying she was gonna murder. Like that's the word she used. It was pretty intense language. She said she's gonna murder everyone in the school. That's the quote. Oh, <laughs> but okay. I just recently learned that like bus protocol like if there's something happening outside the bus even or or inside the bus even if the parents are like outside the bus the bus drivers have to like shut down the bus the same way you would at school so i was watching this video where this bus driver was like not letting the kids off the bus and they were like either older elementary school or like younger middle schoolers that all the kids on the bus were like screaming and crying and then there were parents outside of the bus that were screaming like let us give us our kids like they're all crying and screaming like what's going on and the bus driver wouldn't let them off that's how i learned that like that's they have to wait till like a cop gets there or something what? but when i tell you i would have ripped the fucking doors off of that bus if my that emergency kids, door in the back right yeah, yeah. yeah. If my, if my kids are in there screaming and crying like this it's Honestly, a blessing that I don't have kids right now because like I'm still I still need to work on my anger because I will fuck them up like <laughs> even after the kids once the kids are safely in the car I'm still coming back to whoop your ass because you yeah. got me like what you know, like, oh you mm-hmm. held my kid hostage like nah <laughs> and not a cop on some fucking ten year olds like yeah they gonna pull up and shoot them like they gonna pull up and, and handcuff eight nine year olds they do y'all say you know they be doing that shit y'all say. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's, that's what's current and current. I hope she's doing okay. I really do. Yeah. Yeah. And I hope the bus driver is good too. I mean, I feel for people who work in the, the school system because I know it's a lot. Y'all are under resourced as well. But don't be playing with people's kids. Mm-hmm. Right. Let them kids go and just get yelled at at work. Please do not be holding people's kids hostage. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we'll be back with our main story. Back. back for our main story and this one's not okay it's just it's just chaotic <laughs> i thought it was so interesting i actually was researching a whole different story to do for this week when i came across this and i was just like really interested just because wow um so content warnings are rape 
and uh, just like vengeance in general. There's no actual murder in this story, but it's a wild ride. So we'll get right into it. Um, also, my co-host, I could not find the birthdays of these people, but I'm going to guess. Well, I'm going to at least guess the, the... I thought you should save it to the end and get y'all's thoughts. That's actually what I'm going to do. Anyway, in 2006, Simona was 34 years old. She's an immigrant from Guyana, kind of self-made. Um, she worked really hard, studied finances, became a financial analyst. So she's like working on Wall Street. And she also owned a Golden Crest franchise. Golden Crest. Like the <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. They do. I yeah. like Golden Crest. Yeah, they do. They do. They do. I didn't know it was a franchise. I was like, how are these everywhere? Because, you know, I'm smart. <laughs> so she would work all morning being a financial analyst, and then she would go downtown to her Golden Crest franchise in Queens and work all night. Um, and then while she was working at her restaurant, you know, she has regulars or whatever. She met this guy named Jerry. Jerry was a guy that would come in like pretty regularly at first, just like, Hey, how are you? Light flirts or whatever. And they got close pretty quickly. Um, he was a few years older than her. He was 37 and he told her that he was a, a cop, but now he's working in security and had like his own private investigative business or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so they got closer and he like became basically like her assistant. So he would like come in, greet customers, like help her out around the restaurant and shit like that. Like they spent a lot of time together, became partners. He moved into her place. Oh, damn. Yeah. They like got together pretty quickly. Moved into her place. Um, he also got close with her 12 year old daughter and like, you know, just played the role of like stepdad, boyfriend, like he would clean up at the house, like take care of the house, spend a lot of time at the house, weirdly for someone who had a job. Right. <laughs> um, so things were going fine. And then one day Simona received a phone call from this woman and she was like, so I just want to give you a heads up. Like we're married. Uh-huh. Yeah. What? And he has three other kids, and also he's a piece of shit. And he moved. Of course, he moved in with the new bitch. Mm -hmm. Set it on fire. (laughs) Yeah. So she was like, "What is going on? Like, why wouldn't you tell me that you're married?" And he was like, "Okay, look, I am married, but here's the thing: I hate it already." He said that they were separated at the time, which that story kind of tracks because they were living separately. But um, still, communicate that. Right. Like, why wouldn't you tell me you have a whole wife and kids? And kids. And kids. So he um, said that, like, it was an arranged marriage and that, like, they only got married so he could get a green card. They're both Guyanese, by the way, him, mm-hmm. Jerry, and Simona. So he was like, it was just for a green card. Like, I'm not with her anymore, blah, 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 blah. Simona was like... I don't really all the way believe you. Like you're already still living here, but like you need to move into the basement and we're just like, you're in the doghouse basically. So he moved down into the basement, but she like, I guess after sitting with it for a while, I was like, actually, you know what? I don't want a part of this. And so you need to move out. And, like, gave him a set date. Yeah. She, she even gave him a few months to like get his shit together. Um, so he decided he wasn't going to leave. He was like, nah, I don't want to do that. So, All right, y'all, we'll be right back after we pay some bills. Are you a huge cunt? Us too. Wait, can we even say cunt? Of course. It's empowering these days. Cunt, 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 cunt. 
I'm Ange Balasone, a.k.a. the drag queen, Fat Girl Gina. And I'm Mike Fails, just a normal gay guy, I guess? And we're the hosts of The Big Cunty Couch, a gorgeous new talk show podcast where we invite queers and peers to sit, bitch, and be fierce on a huge-ass couch. While we gab about all things gay. So come get cozy. And cunty. With us. We're pan for platforms, so find us anywhere online and get listening, sweetie. Or watching. Or both. Otherwise, why the hell am I in full drag? And we'll see you on The Big cu- Oh, wait. I thought we were going to say that together. No. On the big c***y couch. This is, he doesn't want to leave her place. Her place, yes. The basement that he lives in. Okay. Um, And that's about this time he's like really involved in the business. So this story is like a really, really, really big he said, she said. Mm -hmm. So according to Jerry, what had happened was he had been assisting with the restaurant and that Simona had difficulties like managing her finances and which is weird because again financial analyst yeah. but that he had been <laughs> and she has a whole franchise like yeah. you have to be able to and she worked on Wall Street right yeah okay um so he claimed that he had been taking more ownership in the restaurant and that like as Simona like had been struggling to keep her head above water he had been like um taking over the books and like she opened a new LLC and like put his name on it and made him like a chief officer and opened a new bank account and like put it in his name and that, you know, he was taking care of making sure that all of the utilities got paid and they all got transferred into his name and all these things until eventually she like defaulted on her small business loan, supposedly, according to him. So she ultimately sold him the business is what he said. Okay. And she says that none of that is true. And that he just, she just wanted him to fuck up out of her house, which sounds reasonable to me. Um, One night she was like, nah, you really, really gotta go. So he got upset and he attacked her. He had taped her hands behind her back and like forced her to just sit on the bed. It doesn't get super bad yet. And he was like trying to reason with her, like begging her to like, Change your mind, let him stay, like, all these things. This is according to her. While her hands are behind her back. Yeah. yeah. And she said he was, like, going back and forth between, like, being, like, super chaotic and, like, begging and crying. And then, like, also took time to, just, like, stop and order some food. Chinese From Golden Cross. Chinese food. Stay on the bed and ate it. And then, like, would go back to begging her to take him back and all these things. And she was adamant. She was like, no, like, you know, like, let me go. Like. I don't want you here. You need to leave. So then it escalated. He got really upset and he pulled out a gun and he threatened to shoot himself. Oh, Lord. And she was like, <laughs> I thought this was really funny. She specifically said, not here. Like, don't do that at my place. Like, don't kill yourself here. <laughs> still, the bitch tied up and said, this is still my house. <laughs> don't get it twisted. Um, but she was still like yeah no like you still need to leave like I don't want you to kill yourself also like if you're gonna kill yourself don't shoot yourself like in my bed in my house right go away um but then she said he like snapped back to normal weirdly and she like tried to stand up from the bed but then he like snatched her by her elbow he's like a big guy he's like six foot something she's like five one or two snatched her by her elbow and drug her down to the basement oh no yeah so trigger warnings when things get kind of yikes he then duct taped her ankles together and raped her there in the basement. Oof. And the story was inconsistent about how long, but it seemed to last a while. And then once he finished raping her after, you know, all that, 
he started crying and apologizing again and begging her to like oh no not to press charges and to let him stay he has issues yeah but eventually he like grabbed his things and he left and she immediately called 911 she was like um you know i've been assaulted i want him arrested all the things and they arrested him which i was really surprised by hmm. he was arrested immediately and charged with rape and so they broke up she you know he went to jail, whatever. But then a year later, he was out on bail. And of course, the first thing he does is call her. A year later? Mm-hmm. A whole year later. Because he was out on bail, but he still had to go to trial for the rape charge. Oh, so okay. So he's begging okay. her to, like, drop the charges, forgive him. Like, he's so sorry, this, that, and the third. So she's like, nah, fuck you, bro. Like, absolutely not. Um, <laughs> you're going to go to, yeah. She's very independent. I'm going to say that. So on May 21st in 2010, she was like driving near the restaurant and I couldn't tell if she was leaving or coming, but um, she was pulled over by these plainclothes detectives and she was kind of taken aback. She was like, you know, what's going on? Um, they were really stern with her. They like immediately like had a energy about them. Like they were like, you know, you need to get out of the car. And she got out of the car. They put her in handcuffs and took her into custody. And they like questioned her for hours and she had no idea what the hell was going on. So finally, after hours of questioning, they played this 911 call for her. And it's this woman who's like sobbing on the line with 911 about how she had just been robbed by two people who were impersonating police officers. Meanwhile, Simone is still like, what the fuck does this have to do with me? Mm-hmm. Um and in the 911 call, the person's name, Luz Johnson, she's a woman. She said that she was robbed by a female and a male in a Jeep Cherokee and that they were both wearing bulletproof vests and had a flashing light on the car. So he said they took everything that she had, including her rent money. She describes the female officer as a small Indian looking woman. And I guess it kind of clicks for Simone at this point that like, they think that they I think, had something yeah. to do with this armed oh, robbery. No. Yeah. The cops are also, like, connecting this particular robbery with two other robberies that had just happened a couple months prior. The first claim was from a man named Terrell Lovell, who claimed that he'd been robbed at gunpoint by two people impersonating officers, specifically that one was a woman and she looked Indian and was petite, and said that they took $700 from him. And then the second person said that he was robbed at gunpoint by two people that matched the same description and that the woman had even cocked a gun near his head and a bullet popped out. And the cops even recovered the bullet from the scene. So that was like a part of their evidence that they were building in the case against this person Mm -hmm. that they assumed was Simona. So Luz was able to remember the license plate of the car and they tracked the car to Simona's house, the Jeep Cherokee. What? Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> oh my Damn, god so she did it so they tracked the car to Simona's house and they're like okay clearly this bitch did it yeah like, we got the description we got the car we got the license plate on the car that matches what Luz said we've got Luz's like frantic 911 call where she's disheveled and screaming and crying and at this point the guy is in jail no he's out right he's out. on bail oh Jerry Jerry Remerton yeah he's still out on bail 
And they're both Guyanese. And they're both Guyanese. So that they, quote unquote, look Indian, which is what the cops are saying. And there's no way that he could like be using her car and then robbing people with another bitch. Like, they haven't been in contact, except for that phone call where he like <sighs> begged her to drop the charges. I'm sure he did a little light harassment on the side, but it's messy. So I uh, also read that a couple days later, Luz, the person who made the 911 call, called Nassau County, County Police Again, to report a woman driving a black Nissan that tried to steal her car. She claimed that in the initial robbery, some of her mail was stolen and a spare key to her car. So that that's how, like, they found her place and, like, came back to take the car. They already had the car keys. She um, was able to give the police the license plate number of the Nissan, and it matched the license plate of Simona's boyfriend's car. (laughs) I mean, if it looks like a duck. Oh my god! Even worse than that, all three victims of these armed robberies on separate occasions were able to choose Simona out of a photo pack. So not a lineup, but like just a like a Polaroid of her mixed in with pictures of other people. So she was arrested, taken like indicted, um, and charged with two counts of robbery, two counts of criminal use of a firearm, and two counts of criminal impersonation and unlawful wearing of a body vest. Which I didn't know what? I couldn't wear. All these people at Halloween are <laughs> right. shook right now. Take the right now. That's fashion. Yeah, and I mean, <laughs> Look <it> up, honey. <laughs> right. People make that type of shit literally for fashion. Right. Mm-hmm. All this it's tactical. It's literally called tactical gear or like tactical wear or something. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe in New- you know New York got weird laws around yeah, things like that. True. So now we have the pending case in Nassau County for her armed robbery charges. And then, like, the case that she's the prime, or the, I guess, the complaint person, or whatever. Defendant? He's a defendant. Complaint? How do you say that word? Plaintiff. Yeah, she's the plaintiff in the (laughs) (laughs) trial for Jerry and his rape charges. Mm -hmm. So, um, the prosecutor from Queens was, that's, like, putting the case together against Jerry, he's like, well, what the fuck? Like, I've been, like, trying to create this character profile for you, like, as a independent business owner, a calm person, you know, a single mom, someone who's got her shit together. But now that you've been charged with fucking two, three armed robberies, mm-hmm. that doesn't look so good. So, um, she was held on a million dollar bail. Damn. Yeah. And she also, like, during the initial questioning, she told the investigator she was like my ex-boyfriend has to have something to do with this like i didn't do this she's like i did not do this i would never do this and she also told them that she had an alibi for the supposed third um robbery or Mm -hmm. murder she claimed that she was at a casino when Luz johnson was robbed in connecticut so Mm -hmm. hours away from new york so they like her um i don't know who got the police but they got footage from the casino and there is like imagery of someone that looks like her near a table but it's like grainy and black and white so it's like okay it could be you couldn't be you whatever Mm -hmm. she was also there with her nephew and some other family members and her cell phone pinged off the towers near the casino okay more than once throughout the night so she was there basically so oh this is exciting i know (laughs) my heart is beating so fast did she do it or not damn it (laughs) just before christmas now a million dollar bail this woman had, so she uh, couldn't afford her bail. So she sat in jail for seven months waiting to go to trial. Okay, why is it a million dollar bail? 
I mean, these fucking white men who be fucking like taking people's pensions and shit and be robbing niggas like they be they it's not that serious they don't yeah but I mean somebody running around pretending to be a cop pulling people over threatening to shoot oh, them I in guess the head the oh, yeah, I I and then she probably her. has money right I'm assuming because of her career I mean she has she was doing all right for herself but she just couldn't afford the bail yeah I so mean she, but I'm thinking like you know when people have more money they're more likely to have a bigger bail Mm. because they're like oh you can afford this yeah so maybe maybe i don't know i mean she had a basement in new york so she had to have some type of (laughs) i didn't even think about that that, so over the course of those seven months um her house was foreclosed on she lost her business her 12 year old daughter had to go stay with her father so she lost custody of her kid all of this is happening over the course of these seven months but just before christmas and actually a few weeks before her trial uh an anonymous woman went to the police department and was like so i got tea um <laughs> she didn't do it and i can prove it what? and said that jerry ramerton had set up the entire thing had framed her from top to bottom this motherfucker yeah oh my god i also read in one article but this is only one article that like they the anonymous informant was a girlfriend of his that was also trying to like get away from him and like he wouldn't leave her alone so she was like well i have to snitch on him because it's the only way i can be rid of him mm-hmm. so not only did jerry like frame her for these robberies the robberies never actually happened <laughs> what <laughs> yes he had completely orchestrated the entire thing he had like coerced these three people to like be a part of his scheme to frame her to get back at her for the rape charges I mean, at least do the robbery. (laughs) That's terrible, but you know what I'm saying. (laughs) So what he did was, so he was apparently a huge fan of, like, CSI and Law & Order. Those are his two favorite shows. Mm -hmm. And he had, he was not ever a cop because he had felony charges, so he could not have ever been a cop. But he was a police informant for several years. So, like, he knew the inner workings of, like, the police department. And he did have a small, like, PI business that he was trying to get off the ground, even though apparently wasn't doing very well. But he knew enough to be able to fudge all this evidence and, like, write out the scripts for the supposed victims in a way that would make their stories believable. It went so far as to place, like, plant that bullet for the the one that, like, was the evidence. He planted that bullet at the scene of the crime for when the person called the police. That's like, the, like diabolical. Yeah, very much so. But that's why I like show. I mean, I like those shows too. I love Law and Order and all that. And obviously, we like true crime. But that's where like I have like a love hate relationship with crime stuff mm-hmm. because I'm like, there are people who are going to watch this and be like, oh, I want to do that. Yeah. And clearly, he did. He did, and did it well. I mean, honestly, would have gotten away with it if he hadn't harassed that woman or oh, whoever it was that told. Fucking. <laughs> There's a sound on TikTok and it's like, uh, and the nigga was too stunned to speak. Like, <laughs> that's literally me right now. <laughs> I'm like, he even drove these people past her house so they could see the Jeep so they would be able to describe it later on. And he thought of it all. He Ooh. thought of it all. He wrote word for word the scripts that they would use. When they called 911. He needs his ass beat. <laughs> so all three people, like, confessed. All the liars. They were immediately arrested. Um, 
Nassau County Police had to like turn around and be like, wow, you were telling the truth. Um, you didn't do this apparently, so we're going to go ahead and let you out of jail. Whoopsie. That's <laughs> right. so embarrassing for them though. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. you couldn't tell. Yeah. And you know what's interesting about this story? I guess it's probably because the police are in bed with the media and they don't want to be any further embarrassed. But it was actually pretty difficult to find information about the story. There were There's only a handful of articles about it mm-hmm. and like one Dateline episode. Um. But yeah, so she they, lost custody of her kids. Lost, she lost, lost her, her home. Lost she, her home. She lost her and home. her reputation. Mm-hmm. I, you know, what? So I knew something was off in the beginning for two reasons. Because first of all, if you were the one that was, she transferred all her utilities to your name, and she transferred the business to your name. Why would she be so willing to kick you out? Like, right. You own all the shit, and it's gonna go to. And then like, I don't know. And then it was like. Him having okay, so him having his own company, if that don't make no sense. Matter. Him having his own PI company, you at home all the time. Also, her being a financial analyst, why would she? Why would she do that? Like, you would have you would have been too busy with your company. You would have been too busy investigating shit at <laughs> your at your fucking company if you. I know what I'm saying. If it was real, so. and I mean, she did mention in uh, one interview that I read that like he would be in and out of the police department like every so often because he was still like getting paid to be an informant but she didn't know that mm-hmm. he framed it as like he was going to like like as a part of his investigations or he's like checking in with work or like you know like made it seem real official and legit and like he wasn't just like a glorified snitch basically. what was he wearing she said he had a badge and everything you can get a badge from Party City, y'all. Anybody can have yeah. a badge. He said he had the things that, like, he went to work. I'm, I'm like, skeptical of everyone now. Yeah. Right. I would be like, Kier, send me a picture of you. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I got ready. I got ready. Like, I sent you a picture of my little brother, my daddy, all those their graduation pictures. I don't give a fuck. Like, I am. <laughs> yeah. I will let you know. Because I'm skeptical, too. That's so weird. People really lie like that. Yes, people do lie. And set themselves up to keep lying. Like mm-hmm. That's but, so but maniacal. he, like, is delusional because even after he got arrested. So he got arrested, obviously, and he stood trial in 2012. And they were able to, like, combine all his charges so he would stand trial once. So, like, combine the rape charges with the conspiracy charges. Uh, he was charged with perjury, tampering with a witness, all that so they put it all in one trial and she took the stand and like described the assault and everything that happened there were photos of like the um what do you call it when you have the marks left on her wrist there's a yeah. word for it but they had photos of that and like they documented that like she had a laceration on her genitals and all that mm-hmm. oh, which the no. defense tried to like discount of course and say that like everything was consensual um but um, he, even as he was being sentenced, so the jury deliberated for a day and a half and they found him guilty on all the charges. I don't even know why it took a day and a half, first of all. <laughs> right. <laughs> but he maintained his innocence and accused the Queens District Attorney of like hiding videotaped evidence of bribery and alleged that he was the one being set up. And that he was the victim in the situation and that the media was like a part of like him being drugged basically and his mom even believes that like he was set up and was like so hysterical in the courtroom that she had to be drug out because she was like screaming his name so she thought that he was being set up to set up 
Listen. It don't even make sense. Open your eyes, lady. And they all all admitted that you set her up for free. Like, it's not like they were fucking paid for that shit. Multiple people. I watched, like, a snippet of the interview he did, and it was, like, the same energy as that Gail King interview with R. Kelly, where, like, you really, like, Mm. you're really saying this with your whole chest. And I think you might actually kind of believe it. Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. wow. Like, he's, like, yeah. You're trying to talk himself into believing it. Mm Mm-hmm. And um, he probably has some sort of like um, personality disorder. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Like narcissistic personality disorder or something. Anyway, he got sentenced this for 32 years. Oh, fuck. So. <laughs> Damn, 32. 32 years. That's the rest of the time. <laughs> yeah, he's going to be in there for a minute. And then um, Simona went on to sue the Nassau County Police Department because. As she should. As she should. Yes. <laughs> Bitch, I love my house, my kid, and my business. Yeah. So run me all the New York money. All, all of it. Man. All of it. And I couldn't find the exact amount, but um, it's speculated in somewhere in the millions like around three million Mm -hmm. that's right and i love that for her honestly Mm -hmm. because she's a bad bitch yes and like um during the dateline interviews they were like asking her how she felt about like the language around being called a victim she was like no i'm better than that (laughs) yes okay i can't believe like she she was an independent person taking Mm -hmm. care of her kid had a business had a job successful Mm -hmm. and this whack-ass man came in and fucked it all up yep because he fucked up. Not yeah. even because of something she did. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I hate that so much. But I'm glad she came out on top. She yeah. did. Because there's so many people who get into situations like that with these niggas and they don't come back. Like, right. Because they can. Yeah. Yeah. You let somebody stay with you and all your shit goes to shit. Thank goodness she didn't have a child with that man. Oh, oh, oh my goodness. God. Oh my God. <laughs> that would have made it so much like worse. That would have made it so much like worse. Yeah. Yeah. But she came out on top. So yeah, she did. Great. Ladies, hide your apartments. <laughs> hide your apartments. You know it's getting cold outside. Lock your doors. You take them start cleaning They sleep over one night, then they never leave. Right. You cannot stay with me. Somebody <laughs> called it hobosexual, and honestly, yes. What the fuck? Like how? That's so genius. Like I don't think I come up with it. The internet is so ruthless. It is. Yeah. But this, this is the types you gotta look out for. I mean, it was just the fact that he was so. Like, you take vengeance to a whole nother level. Uh-huh. Like, why don't you just leave town? Like, just... Just start over. Just start over. Like, yeah, you still gotta go to trial. What you get a... I don't know. Slap on the wrist. Like, what What are they really charging niggas with when it comes to rape anyway? Yeah. Like, they barely ever even arrest them. And if they do, they don't convict them. So. Right. So, just take your, take your accountability. Take your consequences. But now you're gonna be in there for 32 years. Mm-hmm. Right. And you got three kids with a whole other woman. Like, you still have to deal with that You situation. probably can never watch Law & Order again. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> now, you know they probably keep that on the TV in there. Right. Apparently, they be watching Wendy Williams and Joe. Really? That's, that's torture. It. <laughs> how you doing? <laughs> that's how they be. <laughs> so, I guess that's better than Law & Order. You can't get no real ideas from that. You be gossiping and shit. Yeah. Oh, okay. Wow, that was an exciting story. That was good. Yeah. I thought it was interesting. Yeah. I'm going to watch her Dateline episode so I can get a, a whiff of this bad bitch energy she went on um, putting out. I'm going to show you a clip. It was giving me a scam goddess. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. I wish we could re-record the first episodes we did. You remember the first one you did? When, like, Santi, yes. Oh, my God. Maybe that we can. So I mean, we never ended up 
putting them out. Yeah. yeah. I feel like y'all probably forgot enough of the details. Yeah. Yeah. I, can. I don't even remember her name. So <laughs> maybe, maybe that's how we can start the new year. <gasps> oh yeah. Throwback episode. Yeah. <laughs> cute. That'd be nice. Um, yeah. That's uh Jerry Rammer. He has a weird, weird name. Jerry Ramerson. Oh, I think he's a Sagittarius and I'm a Sagittarius and I, I get it. But Sagittarius men are a whole different breed, first of all, like just literal demons. And um, I don't know enough about the signs. So what about him make, makes the, you think that? The vindictive nature. Okay. Like he really was not going to let this go. He was willing to ruin not only her entire life, but her daughter's life and everything she had worked for because she was holding him accountable for something he did, mm-hmm. which after sitting in jail for a year. Wasn't he in jail for a year? Yes. Yeah. Maybe that's what he was doing that whole time. Figuring out his <laughs> plan. No rehabilitation, no job plan. <laughs> Nothing. No. I'm going to get my life together. And it's like, no, I'm going to get this bitch life together. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, this is all he thought about. Was seized the whole time. <laughs> and it was your fault. Because if he was like, right. hey, I'm separated. I just want to let you know I'm disconnecting myself from this situation. I don't want you to think less of me. Communication. Or, yeah. That's it. Communication. Or just but, get the fuck up out of her house when she asked you Right. To. Right. Like... Because she was doing you a favor by letting you stay there while you got your shit together. Mm-hmm. In his... Uh, in whole basement apartment. Uh, in New York. In New York. His That's, whole his wife told, said that uh, he wasn't shit to begin with. Yeah. Though, so... Mm-hmm. He probably wasn't, you know, treating her well either. Yeah. He could have been living. But, Ooh. Of course. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, Shout out to you, Simona. Hope you're having a good day. Yes. Yeah. Things going your way. I mean, she got money. Yeah, send, send us some beef patties. <laughs> send us some coupons. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yummy. Okay, we'll be back with Should This Be a Crime? Alright, so this week we don't really have a Should This Be the Crime? Should This Be a Crime? But we do have a little something something that we want to make fun of. So apparently some Americans are, and I think we can assume who those Americans are, but some Americans are getting the vaccine because of the vaccine mandate or whatever. And then they're immediately going home and like bathing in borax and like um, getting like the snake bite kit. And then like, I guess like to suck the vaccine out. Um, Some people are drinking bleach. And and I say cheers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, girl, if it's that serious, just just get COVID. <laughs> just go ahead and get COVID because whatever COVID is going to do to you is not going. It's not going to hurt you anywhere near as bad as it will for you to drink fucking bleach. I can't. What? <laughs> I can't believe grown ass Americans in 2021 are drinking bathing in borax. I don't even. What is? I can't is, believe you is borax like? Be surprised anymore. <laughs> <laughs> is borax like laundry detergent? What is it? I don't know. Hold on. Let me. Like, do people use it for cleaning products? I think. So. I mean, obviously, it's not supposed to be on your skin, and it's not going to suck out a vaccine. So I do know that bor like boric acid, those are used as um, like the vaginal suppositories that you use to like clear up BV. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's like one of the uses, whatever. But it's not supposed to like, you're not supposed to ingest it. Mm-hmm. And I'm guessing you're not supposed to use it for anything other than that or whatever. Um, but yeah, it's a detergent booster. It's a, a roach powder. It kills roaches. Um, 
Yeah, no, I just, um, I don't know. That's it. That's that's why it's so short. Like, that's literally. <laughs> what else could you say about right. that? What else could you, <laughs> I mean, this, the picture speaks for itself. Again, I think we know exactly who these people are. Um, I think we know exactly what type of person we're doing. That reminds me, I just started watching season two of Tiger King. Oh it's my out. god! <laughs> Honestly, if, if it wasn't for the first quarantine, I probably wouldn't have seen it. It was a moment. Same, and they it it wasn't talked about that yeah. in, the, in the first episode. But they also the whole first episode focuses on his like team, these team of people that are like taking upon themselves themselves to try to get the presidential pardon. But it was giving the job okay it was problematic i did watch the second borat it was giving that like when he was like talking to the republicans it just felt like it was satire like again i just forgot what it was like to be in the world of tiger team i was like wow these people are wow they are wow like they are oh my gosh that was 100 percent a moment yeah uh, but those are the, those are the people Everybody yes. trying to get them parties at the Borat. last minute. That shit was fucking hilarious. It was so funny. They was they sucking get it. big dick. Like <laughs> they was Lil Wayne? Lil Wayne was in a picture with his hand like <laughs> That <laughs> ain't the most country club ass pose that you could possibly do with somebody. It was like, oh yeah, I fuck with Trump. Like trying to get that fucking party. Like who else got party? Was it was it called a black? It was ASAP Rocky from Sweden? Wasn't he in jail? What oh, happened with that? Like Didn't he get pardoned? I completely forgot about that. I don't even. I didn't even know he had. What the is power life? Rihanna got him out. ASAP <laughs> Rocky. I didn't even know he had the power to pardon anybody pardon. from uh, outside of the U.S. But somebody did say he was locked up in an IKEA, and I lost it. That was. <laughs> that was a, oh, that I guess. Was I guess Trump helped him. I'll get that. Yeah, he didn't pardon him, but it says Trump demands Sweden free. Um, the rapper and then Vanity Fair says ASAP Rocky reportedly ghosted Trump after returning from Sweden. Period. I mean, honestly, bye. That's like literally the smartest thing ASAP Rocky has done because <laughs> they keep falling into controversy with these comments and shit. But yeah, but yeah, that's how should this be a crime? And I'm gonna go ahead and say, I'm gonna go ahead and say it's not a crime because honestly, if you think like that and you want to drink bleach, do you? You know, <laughs> bodily autonomy. I support it. Yeah. I don't even care at this point. Right. I really don't. I'm, I'm like, all, I'm indifferent to all of the things. Like, like, damn, y'all really doing that? This pandemic has been so exhausting. Like, yeah. trying to figure out how you're gonna be around friends and develop relationships with people and do your job and go to school and have free time. And you saying this list out loud is making me tired. <laughs> <laughs> I can't fit half my clothes no more. Like, I'm just you know. It's just too much. So at this point, I don't give two fucks at, at, at all. Mm-mm. But yeah, let us know. Let us know what you think. <laughs> I know that by the time you hear this, this will kind of be you know recycled news or whatever. But we still would like to know, like, what's your opinion? Should this be a crime? What do you think about people bathing in uh, detergent booster <laughs> <laughs> to remove sugar, water, fat, and COVID DNA from their systems? So yeah, that's all I got. Yeah. Okay. I think that's it, right? Yeah. Cool. Hit us up on the socials at I and Kella Podcast mm-hmm. on everything except for Twitter, which is I and Kella Pod. Yes, Latin them DMs. And join our Facebook group. Yes. Yeah. So we can talk to y'all over Christmas break, and then our grannies can be like, why are you always on that damn phone? And we'll be like, <laughs> I'm talking to our fans. 
we have a whole show out here. I'm trying to get this, this you know, popularity up. That's why I will only say it on the show and not to their face. <laughs> you can also find us on Spotify, Apple Music, or Apple Podcasts. I think that's what it is. Um, and then Stitcher and iHeartRadio. Mm-hmm. I, I keep forgetting every platform every time I do this. <laughs> But yeah, definitely wherever you can find music, wherever you can find podcasts, you will find us. And yeah. we love y'all. So listen to us, please. Yeah. And we'll talk to y'all next week. Bye. 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 Bye.